You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I don't want to wait any longer. I just want to get into some things with you tonight that are just a continuation of what we started earlier today. When we got together this morning, I began to share with you what I believe God is calling me into for the remaining years of my life to be able to push us forward into a dimension of living that even goes beyond the abundant promises of God into the exceedingly abundant promises of God. I don't know if you can recognize that in your natural person, but it's something we need to connect to and embrace in our spirit for sure, is that God has a word for us, a word that wants to take us to another level of living that maybe we have not even yet experienced in our lives. Now, I've lived a good life. I, uh, I thank God for all of the blessings in my life. But I got to tell you, I'm standing up here and I'm looking at you and I'm declaring tonight even over my own life that there's still even more. There's still more to come in my life. Better, more abundant, exceedingly abundant in my life, right? And so tonight... I pray that you did come with expectancy. I pray that you came ready to do some damage to the kingdom of darkness. Amen? How many of you say amen? Tell the person next to you, that is a word from God right there. Because we're going to do some demolishing tonight. Amen. I love it, man. We're gonna, we ought to just start demolishing right now. Come on, bring in the hammers, bring in the sledgehammers. Let's just start right now. Let's just get it. Let's just go, go, go. Let's get it done, right? And so I, I added a scripture which they don't have yet, but they'll pick up on it in the book of 2 Corinthians. Open your Bible, if you will, to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10. Yeah, I was waiting for somebody to do that, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, amen, starting in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What we're going to demolish tonight is not going to be done in the realm of the natural. Are you listening to me tonight? It will not be done in the realm of the natural. It must be done from a spiritual belief that the power of God is available and ready to be used to break down some barriers. He says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Ah, they're strong. They cannot be, no weapon formed against you can prosper. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If you were here earlier today, you saw The Leaning Tower of Dallas. The Leaning Tower of Dallas became a stronghold. And that stronghold needed to be hit again. And sometimes when you want a breakthrough, maybe it doesn't come with the first time you hit it, but if you keep hitting it, it's gonna come down. It's gonna come down. Now, I would love to say that everything in my life that's tried to limit me or stand in my way has been destroyed on the very first try, but I gotta be honest with you, that's not always been the case. But you know what? We don't give up, we don't quit. We keep pushing forward based on the promises of God 
that we're given on the power of God, right? And so he says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. That word casting, it is the word destroy or demolish. Say demolish. Demolish. Say demolish. Demolish. Come on. You're just saying a word. Say demolish. demolish. That's what we're here to do. Every time we get together, we are here to demolish every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. So I want to continue on with you in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Let's go over there again. I just want to, I want to tear this apart a little bit with you in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able, say able, able. not A-B-E-L, but A-B-L-E. God is able. Now family, what does that mean? What that means is God can do it. He can do it. He can do it. But it doesn't mean it always gets done. It's the word able. He's able to do it. And so there's some things that we need to understand that get his activation in there. Him that is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I want to I want to tell you the word exceedingly if you go and you begin to study that word it means beyond expectations. Beyond expectations in both what? amount and quality. God not only wants you to have more amount, are you hearing me? He not only wants you to have more amount, but he also wants you to have more quality, quality of life. I mean, when I think about quality, right, I I think about Mercedes, I think about BMW, I I, I think about uh, 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 some of the airlines that are five-star airlines, and and you start looking at that and you start thinking, man, this is quality machinery right here. This is quality stuff, right? This this ain't the the make-believe stuff. (laughs) This is the really, really good stuff, man, huh? Quality. So we get focused on abundance being only in the realm of the amount, but I want you to know God wants you to have a quality of life that goes beyond your wildest expectations exceedingly. So if you have, here's the thing we need to understand though, if you have no expectations, there is no beyond. Did you catch what I just told you? If there are no expectations, there can be no beyond. And so this, this law of expectation is important to me. And, and this living beyond ordinary is all about going into the realm of powerful expectation. I'm not just talking about mind over matter, my friends. I'm talking about deep down inside of you, in your very core, there is a knowing inside of you that God is going to do this in my life. The word expectation means belief that something 
will happen. So exceedingly, abundantly, beyond expectation in amount and quality that something will happen. Not might happen. It will happen. And so I come back to you tonight with this question, what are you expecting? What are you expecting to come to pass for your life? What are you expecting to come to life uh, for your children? I have so many children, but I got to tell you, I have great expectations for my kids. I have great expectations for my kids. And I want to do exceedingly abundantly for them. As a father, I want to go above and beyond. But it does say according to the power that works in us. And so this, this presence of the Holy Spirit, if we tap into it, we can create and have greater expectations than we have right now. And in Matthew chapter 29, verse 9, that's why Jesus said this, according to your faith, so be it unto you. You see, how much we receive from God, listen carefully, all of you watching online, I hope and pray that the sound is coming through because I need you to hear this, how much we receive from God does not exceed the level of our expectations. According to your faith, be it unto you. Wait, wait, I don't think you're getting this. I think I just need to stand here and well, until that sinks in. And some of you are saying, okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. According to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, what are you believing for? What are you expecting? And he says, whatever you can expect, I can do beyond what you're expecting. Oh, I love that verse of scripture. I'm living it in my life, in the reality of our days right now. And it feels good, church. It feels good to have the expectations and see them become a reality in your life. But in our expectations, there's another level that we must confront. And it's what do you see? What do you see? Do you see this happening in your life? You can walk up to me and say, I expect this to happen, but do you see it happening? Do you have a vision for it happening in your life? It's easy to live with lower expectations than what God has in mind for us. That's the easy road of life. You know, that's why people say, oh, it looks like it's partly cloudy today, instead of saying it's partly sunny today. Or that's why they say, what? Oh, the, ha the glass is half empty, instead of the glass being half full. You see, it's all a matter of perspective. What do you see when you begin to develop your expectations? Are they becoming a reality in the vision of your life? One of the best examples I have that I think, uh, having so many children and grandchildren, is a woman who's pregnant. We say that she's expecting. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever heard that before? Have you ever said, oh, no, she's expecting. Oh, she's expecting. Uh, my wife was always expecting, all right? Uh, my girls seem to be always expecting, all right? Expectation, 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 amen? 
But when you have a woman who's carrying a child, uh, she'll see even say, well, I'm expecting. I'm expecting, right? And when she's expecting, I want you to know what begins to happen. Not that I've been there because I'm a man, okay? But she begins to see in her mind a child. She's expecting that something is going to come forth and produce something beautiful in reality, and she can see it. She can see that child. She, she may not see every little thing about how their face looks, but if it's a boy, you start developing a picture of a boy. If it's a girl, you're going to start developing a picture of her. They begin to see what they're expecting. You know, Jesus operated in the law of expectation. I don't know if you knew that or not. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, the Bible said, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Jesus is looking for you and I to take every evil thing, every enemy of the kingdom of God, and bring them to his feet and make them his footstool. We must operate in the law of demolishing and casting down and destroying everything that comes against the truth of God. Hebrews chapter 2, uh, chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, come on friends, who for the joy, <laughs> oh no, no, you're not getting it, who for the joy that was set before him, he was facing the cross. He was facing the cross. And yet, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He was already in the face of circumstances, in the face of what seemed to be normal in the day. Everything that was coming against him, he said, I've got an expectation that there is something greater ahead in my life. Tonight, right this minute, is an opportunity for each and every one of you, those of you watching in the other campuses, an opportunity for all of us to begin seeing our expectations, seeing them become a reality in our mind first. Just like a woman who's pregnant says, I've got a baby inside of me. I've got a vision inside of me. I've got a picture inside of me. And I expect that it's going to come to pass. <laughs> Pastor Conrad and I were sharing about cars. <laughs> and I said to him, he was telling me about car that he liked. And I actually, I got kind of bold with him. And, and I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a picture of that car. I said, I want you to go home, get one of your televisions, never turn that television on again, Take the picture of that car, tape it up on that television, and let it just sit there in front of you. Why? Build the vision. See what you're expecting come to pass. And I said, you know, we had a young man who used to travel with us, and they were renting a house. And one day, I had to go get him from, he was running a little late, so I went to his hotel room. He handled our book table for us and everything, and 
I knocked on the door and <clears throat> he opened the door. I said, hey, Kenny, come on, let's go. And I looked and I saw on the TV, he had a big picture of a house taped on the TV. I said, what's that? He says, that's the house my wife and I are gonna buy. God's gonna give us that house. They were believing God for that house. You say, that's pretty extreme. I said, well, what do you do when you wanna watch TV, watch a movie while you're in your room? I said, you take it, and he says, I never take it off the TV. You know why? Because that house overrode anything else in their life. Television programs, anything else, he says, that is what we see. And we have an expectation for that, but in order for it to become even clearer in our lives, I wanna see it. I want to see it. My family, what do you see? Do you see your expectation? Or do you only think about your expectation? Because what you see is what you will possess. I've seen so many people have no expectation of anything other than what they've come to live with in their normal day-to-day life that becomes ordinary. And I think about what you said, Pastor, about the offering. If, if we're not careful, it just becomes this thing we do. Yeah, and, and thank God we do it, but then it just becomes a thing we do. I'm talking about each and every one of us, me included, that the days of our lives are filled with not just doing something because, hey, it's the same thing I've always done, but it becomes a passionate desire inside of us to see God's word become a reality, to come up off the page and become real in our life. I thank God for our Bibles, but when you think about it, the Bible is just pages of paper with ink on them. And the key to living the abundant life, the exceedingly abundant life of God is for this word to come up off of the pages and become a reality in your life. It must become a reality. It must become living and breathing inside of us. I've seen so many people live at less than God's best. My mom included. My mom included. I'm the only child of a single mother. I've shared that with you before, family. But I always keep this in the forefront of my mind and my heart. As much as I love my mom, who's now in heaven, she just couldn't see beyond the little bitty apartment that we lived in. She could never talk about living beyond that apartment. It's all she could ever see. And thank God we had the apartment. I'm not denying that. She would never deny that. But at the end of the day, I knew inside of me that there was more. I knew there was another level of living. I knew there was more than just two windows. (laughs) That there were houses that had 25 windows. I knew there was a place with more than one bedroom. Where she slept in the bedroom and I slept on the couch. I knew it, but my mom couldn't see it, and she never possessed it. The lame man at the gate expected only some alms. 
He expected the ordinary to continue happening every single day of his life. But God did the extraordinary. I'm telling you tonight, God wants to do the extraordinary in your life. God is ready to do the unusual, not the usual. God is ready to do the what? Extraordinary, not the ordinary. But you need to see what you're expecting. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14, we see Abraham. I think this is a great picture of what I'm sharing with you. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see will I give it and thy seed forever. Listen, Abraham was not expecting this. He was living his normal everyday life, day after day, but God had more in store for him beyond Abraham's normal daily routine, exceedingly abundantly. He could have told him, just look to the north. Hello? He could have told him, just look to the south, but he didn't say that. He said, when I do something, I can do it. I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And Abraham, I want you to get your eyes off the ground and I want you to get them up where you can see what's in front of you right now. He said, I don't want you to just look to the north. You look to the north, south, east, west. Everything you see. He talked about his eyes. He said, look, see, look, 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 see, 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 see. You must be able to see what it is you're expecting God for. Why? Because expectation is what brought healing to the woman with the issue of blood. If I could just touch the hem of his garden. What was she saying? I'm expecting that if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She was living the law of expectation. Expectation is what drew Jesus' attention to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, this little short guy, little dude. He says, oh, I hear Jesus is coming. Oh, I want to see Jesus. He was developing expectation, so much so that he climbed up in a tree so that he could see the Savior of the world. <laughs> His expectation wasn't going to be denied. The woman with the issue of blood was not going to be denied. She pressed through everything that was fighting against her church. Expectation is what brought healing to the centurion's servant. And he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't even need to go there. Just by your word, my servant will be healed. I know it. I expect it. It's going to be done. It's done, church. But at the same time, I want to make you aware that lack of expectation is what almost ruined Peter's business. Because when he went out after Jesus spoke to him, he only took one boat. He only took one net. Hello? He didn't go with any expectation of what Jesus himself had said. You go out because there's going to be a massive 
harvest. But he didn't expect it at the exceedingly abundant level. Because if he had, he wouldn't have called his partners later. He would have called them right up. He would have said, hey, you're not even my partner, but I need you to come out and fish with me. Oh, by the way, you're not my partner either, but you've got a boat. Get your boat in there because the, the harvest is gonna be so massive. Me and my, we can't even harvest. Hey, I'm expecting this to come to pass. But he wasn't operating at that level. Family, I hope you're beginning to understand the power of expectation in the kingdom of God. Because when you want your prayer to produce something, it must be mixed with expectation. Prayer must be mixed with expectation. When God said, let there be light, guess what? He expected nothing else but what he called into existence to happen. I'm telling you, he expected it to happen. And here's the thing. If God and Jesus can operate the law of expectation and I'm created in the image of God, then I certainly should be living in the law of expectation as well. And if you're created in the image of God, you should be operating in the law of expectation because it works. It brings, it breathes. It's the breeding ground of your miracle in your life. That's why Jesus tells us in Mark 11, 23 and 24, say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. In other words, I expect it to happen and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have <laughs> whatever he says. I want to remind you of the verse we've already seen today in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word substance, confident. Hope for, expectation. Confident expectation that what you are asking God for right where you're sitting is already being done in your life. Amen. Above above and beyond the ordinary. At an extraordinary level that we can't even think or imagine could be possible. I'm not talking mind over matter, my friends, as I said before, I'm talking about inside, inside your heart, not just inside your head, but the Spirit of God is beginning to work inside according to the power at work within us that is bearing witness and resonating and saying, this is the Word of God. This is what God is wanting me to do. We must begin demolishing every single time some thought, some doubt, somebody says something that's contrary <laughs> to what you've been taught about the kingdom of God, that we take captive that thought, and not only do we take it captive, but we destroy it. We put it on the firing range, if I can just be that blunt, and we just kill it. 
We kill it, we demolish it, we take the dynamite and we put it in and we blow that thing to smithereens, as we say. We obliterate that so it can never come back in our life again. Clearing the ground and clearing the way as we deal with these core things in our life, in our mind, that clears the way for you and I to become a family of people that live at a high level of expectation that we've not lived at before. And the only way that we can get there is to begin teaching about it just as we do faith or anything else, but teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it. Repetition, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And if you really wanna walk at the exceedingly abundant level, you've gotta hear it and hear it and hear it and get it inside of you so that what, it becomes a reality of your life. I'm pregnant with it and that is coming forth. I've been pregnant with it, but just like a pregnant woman, there comes a time that what is inside comes out into the reality. It's time for this to become the reality, to come out of this nurturing zone and become the thing that jumps off the page and says, I got it. It's part of my life. I expect nothing less than exceedingly abundantly in my life. Oh, hallelujah. What is the foundation of expectation? I want to give you three things. Very simple. Number one, it's the character of God. The foundation of expectation, number one, is the character of God. What do I mean by that? It means this. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And not only is he the same yesterday, today, and forever, but what? Whatever he does for someone else, he wants to do for you. That's his character. He's faithful. He's just. Number two, we have the promises of God. Thousands of promises that he's made. Those promises provide you and I with the reasons that we can have great expectation. Look at his promises. And most importantly, we have the word of God. The word of God that will never go away, that will remain with us day in and day out, and so today, I want to ask you, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? And then, if you're expecting it, what do you see? Do you see the reality of your expectation coming to pass in your life? Because if you don't, there are some things that we need to get rid of. There's some hindrances, there's some limitations, there's some things that God wants to say, I wanna take you into this exceedingly abundant life that I want you to live. And so today, I wanna ask all of you in this room, if you're here and you say, Pastor Patrick, if you're watching by live stream, I'm asking you as well. I'm asking you the same exact question. What are you expecting? But what do we need to demolish? in order to get into that life. If you're here, if you're watching by live stream, and you're sitting here and you hear these words from heaven, I want you to be honest with yourself and just say, Pastor Patrick, I've, I've got something. I've got something that I need to demolish in my life. I've had some doubts about certain things. 
I was raised in an environment where I couldn't believe for certain things. I've had family members telling me something isn't true, that God is saying is true. I've had some things in my body that I've been having doubts about whether or not it could ever go away out of my body. You just be honest with me today and say, Pastor Patrick, it's me. I need to demolish something because this is demolition day right now. If you're watching by live stream, if it's you, raise your hand right where you're at. Be honest with yourself. Say, I've got some things I need to demolish right now. Right now, I need to demolish these things right now. Come on, now you're so quiet. <laughs> You've been amen and amen and amen and amen and leave your hand up right where you're at. I don't know if there's any hands watching by live stream, but if there's hands up, I want to know because this is for you as well. It doesn't matter if we're going by video. It doesn't matter if we're going by live stream. The word of God is the word of God. And he wants you and I to demolish something tonight. How many of you can say, I'm ready to demolish? Say, I'm ready to demolish. I'm ready to demolish. If that's you, I want you to stand up right where you're at. If you're watching by live stream right where you're at, I want you to stand in your seat right where you're at. And I want you to begin expecting that these things that you've been dealing with, the things that you have been facing, no matter what they are, there's hands going up by live stream. They're telling me right now, thank you for your hands going up. This is your moment. This is your day of demolition. This is your day to obliterate everything. And if you can do it by faith and begin to step into that level of confident expectation that even though maybe you've been prayed for before, but this is the day of demolition over these things in my life. How I many can say amen? This is the, say, this is my time. Come on, you guys get good word here. You get it all the time. But I'm telling you, I have been around the world several times, and I know that things pop up, things pop up, we get prayed. There's something else, that's why you're standing right now, because there's still something in the core that's standing in the way of that beautiful new city that God has for you, that exceedingly abundant life for you. I want you to lift your hands right where you're at, other campuses where you're at. If you're lifting your hands, please lift your hands right now because I want to speak over your lives. How many of you can receive the word from God tonight? Say, demolition day. I'm demolishing in the name of Jesus everything, this thing that's been hindering me. I'm in the core of my life and I am destroying the things that have not yet been destroyed and I call them destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen.